some nights you just gotta boogie. And Mike, we didn't boogie last night. No. And we didn't get left out in the cold. That's because the Sportsline DFS lineup was good enough without Boogie. 361 points on FanDuel. That's a hard thing to do. What's really hard to do is the 420 it took to win tournaments last night. Yeah, that was uh, a wild night. But fortunately, still a very good night for me without yeah. DeMarcus Cousins. Yeah, it was uh, it was interesting. The double OT certainly helped. Anthony Davis fouling out certainly helped. Of course, it didn't help us. But now it's a new day. It's Tuesday. It's January 23rd. We've got a five-game slate, and I don't love it. It's a difficult slate. It's You said five games, which isn't very many, but there are still quite a few players that I would consider studs on the slate. Yeah, it's. I think it's kind of gross, but you mentioned the studs. We'll start with the must-plays. I'm a chalk eater. I don't see any way that I'm playing this slate. I mean, if you're playing multiple lineups, then sure. But then I'm playing this slate without playing Russell Westbrook. Going up against the Brooklyn Nets, the worst team against the point guard position. Westbrook coming off a 64.8 game against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now we have seen in blowouts, like two games ago against the Lakers, he only played 28 minutes. He did not meet value in that game. But there are a lot of studs tonight. I'm playing the most expensive one, Russell Westbrook, at 12-2 on FanDuel. Uh, I like it. I'm going to go to the similar position at point guard, and I'm going to play Duante Murray for yes, okay. the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, they're shorthanded tonight. We know Kawhi Leonard is out. Uh, Rudy Gay is still out. And Tony Parker questionable. Mano Ginobili out. Pau Gasol out. Uh, just a lot of minutes to go around in uh, San Antonio tonight, and I think Murray makes for a nice play. He's only 4800 on FanDuel, and he's 4600 on DraftKings, uh, one of the best values in the slate for me. Yeah, if there is a deep position tonight, I believe it is FanDuel, or it is point guard. Because yes. I, I actually had considered De'Aaron Fox since George Hill played on Monday. I'm expecting George Hill will not play on Tuesday. Should be all the minutes Fox can handle. He's breaking out of his slump. I think you could also consider Isaiah Thomas, who mm-hmm. has been up and down. But the, again, we talk about it all the time. If you're going to attack the Spurs, it's at the point guard position. Yep. The place you don't want to attack the Spurs is on the wing. And that's why one of the reasons my stay away is LeBron James. We've seen LeBron and the Cavs really struggle incorporating Isaiah Thomas into the offense. He has like a 30% usage rate right now. Yep. And it's not going great. No. Now the team's fighting over whether, whether Kevin Love is really sick. I just don't want any part of LeBron. And there's there's some drama on the Spurs side, too. But I'm not playing LeBron at 11,500 more than Kevin Durant um, in this spot. Well, I originally was going to fade LeBron as well. Okay. But I checked Instagram this morning. And I don't have an Instagram, so you're ahead of me right there already. LeBron James decided to create an Instagram post congratulating himself on scoring his 30,000th point in the NBA, which he will do tonight. He needs seven points to get there. Okay. And the fact that LeBron is celebrating this ahead of time on Instagram right. tells me that LeBron is really looking forward to this moment. You know what this is? Is some bulletin board material for Kyle Anderson. Yeah. Kyle Anderson's going to shut his water off. Well, then, you know, he will try. I, I don't think that that will probably happen. But so I'm not completely comfortable fading LeBron as I do believe in the narrative a little bit here. Uh, you know, LeBron 
is a very vocal guy, but he really seems to care about this night quite a bit. Right. Uh, you know, he's talked about how there, you know, now there's going to be seven seats at this table, uh, as he becomes the seventh player in NBA history. Uh, so I think LeBron takes this night pretty seriously and I, I'm not going to be fading him completely. So who are you staying away from? Uh, I'm going to stay away from Kevin Durant because of that. Uh, I just think that for 500 more, knowing that LeBron's got a little extra motivation, I'll just, I'm just going to play LeBron. Uh, I don't think there's a ton of upside to playing Durant over LeBron. Because uh, speaking of shutting water off, maybe Michael Beasley's going to shut Kevin Durant's water off tonight. Michael Beasley has not played defense since he was at K-State. And right. he didn't play very much defense at K-State. Um, I, I can understand that. I think you, you choose a side, either Durant or LeBron or neither. Yep. And I... There's a couple of things I really, I said I didn't like this slate. A couple of things I really don't like about it. One, the highest scoring projected over under of the night is the Warriors, which makes sense. Of course. 227, but they're at home. Yep. And they're facing the Knicks. I'm worried they're going to rest somebody. Well, yeah, I mean, they're favored by 14 points currently. Too. If they don't rest somebody, I'm worried that none of their stars play in the fourth quarter. Right. So that's gross. The other thing that I don't like is I don't, at this point, like yesterday we were flooded with news during the show. Yep. And we knew things. And more importantly, we knew that guys were out. So we had a ton of value. Normally, on a five-game slate, I want to go stars and scrubs. Yeah. There are not scrubs that I like in this slate. So we're going with a song of the day, and it's poison, something to believe in. You've got to give me something to believe in today, Mike, in terms of... Of scrubs because I don't see any out there that I like. Yeah, no, it's a it's a real like my initial lineup actually doesn't have LeBron or Durant in it because if I'm paying for Westbrook, that's pretty much what what I can get at the top. So it's a lot of a lot of mid range value. Um, see, I, I don't unfortunately I don't have a ton of uh, real value to give you here yet at this point. In the okay, day. so nothing to believe in. Okay, yes. so we talked about. Point guard may be the deepest position. We didn't even haven't even said Steph Curry's name yet. The rest of them are all bad. I guess small forward's okay because you got LeBron and Durant. Small forward's pretty good. You got LeBron, yeah. Durant, Paul George, uh, and then the value guys. I, you know, I mentioned him because he's going to shut some water off tonight. That's Michael Beasley. I think right. that this is a game where I think that you need some Michael Beasley, Beasley exposure. I, I don't necessarily agree with that. He was not in my initial run, but that's, that's neither here nor there. Um, I hate center. I really hate the center position night. Like, Steven yeah. Adams has a great matchup. Steven Adams should never be the most expensive center on any slate. Right. Willie Cauley-Stein is a fine play. I will probably, like, you know how I do it. Al Horford's on the slate. He's still 7,100. He's facing the Lakers. I'm probably just going to play Al Horford. I think he's the safest option. But um, there's there's not much in the way of value that I really like. Yeah. It's center's awful. Let's just jump into the games. We mentioned the Knicks at Golden State. The Knicks are the fourth worst team against the power forward position. To your point for Kevin Durant, they are the fourth best team against the small forward position. The Warriors, oddly, are not really good or bad in terms of fantasy points allowed to positions. I think it's because they're actually good defensively, but they play so fast and there's so many possessions that they can't actually be good. 100% agree. That's exactly what is going on with the Warriors. So my initial run through, I did not have a player in this game. I, I hope I, Steve Kerr's generally does an okay job of giving us information early. Yep. I think someone's going to rest in this game. Uh, normally I would think so. 
Um, I, I don't think that, uh, there's not a real clear indication that someone's going no. to yet just because, you know, this spread at 14 indicates that they're playing at full strength. Um, you know, we, we might get some news here, but man, right now it does kind of look like it's one of those games where the Warriors are just going to play everybody and they're going to play three quarters tonight. And they're just going to blow them out. Yeah. Who on the Knicks do you feel like in a blowout situation might still play in the fourth quarter? Uh, Michael Beasley, Tim Hardaway Jr. <laughs> uh, Michael Beasley is the answer to everything. Yes, I, I like Michael Beasley a lot tonight. Uh, so the interesting thing, you know, we kind of talked about why the Warriors don't seem to be a great defensive team is because they play at such a fast pace, uh-huh. especially with Curry in the lineup. And the Knicks, they have the largest pace differential on the slate. They get to play up quite a bit in pace. The blowout's not really much of a worry to a guy like Beasley. But playing up in pace is uh, exactly what Michael Beasley wants. Yes. So we've got Russell Westbrook plugged in the lineup. You already plugged DeJounte Murray in the lineup as your must play. So point guard's taken care of. Yep. You've said Michael Beasley so many times that I feel like we just need to go ahead and put him in the lineup. Yes. So then we're going to go ahead and cut the Michael Beasley takes. Okay. All right. He's in the lineup. You've convinced me, Mike. Is there anybody else from this game that you really, really want to have in your lineup? Uh, I will definitely have exposure to Tim Hardaway Jr. tonight in some way. Okay. Um, I don't know if it'll be cash games tournaments just yet. It really kind of depends if we do get some of the injury news and kind of where I'm, I'm going with the more right. top tier players, but I do like Tim Hardaway jr. I do think that he would be relatively safe in a blowout. Um, you know, he hasn't played over 30 minutes yet since he returned. Uh, I take the, well, he played 32 minutes once against right. New Orleans, but every other game he's been 25 to 28 minutes. Uh, so I, I like uh, Tim Hardaway jr. Here. I think it's a pretty decent spot for him. And we're going to go ahead and move on to the next game. I'm putting Tim Hardaway on the back burner. He's under consideration, we'll say. Cool. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets at Oklahoma City, the second highest of the night. Also, huge blowout potential. The Nets have been much better at home. They're not very good at on, on the road. They're terrible in terms of preventing fantasy points. They are yeah. the worst team against pointing, point guards, the third worst against centers, and the second worst against power forwards. Great matchup for the Oklahoma City Thunder. I've already already have Westbrook as a must play. Do we consider Carmelo Anthony? I think you can consider him. Uh you know, it really just depends on the rest of your lineup. Uh for example, if you if you have you know $1000 left over, I would probably still prefer Draymond Green. Right. For uh, sure. Even with that price difference. But, you know, if you get kind of stuck in that mid-range there, I, I like Carmelo over like Tatum or Nance. Yes. Uh so I I think that yeah, Carmelo. Well, I say that. I don't know if I like Carmelo 1600 over Tatum. It's really close. It's, yeah. uh, it's really close, but I think it's one of those slates where usually we're kind of like, all right, it's Carmelo. We're avoiding it. I don't know that I'm avoiding Carmelo tonight. I think no, that, you know, I he, agree he's that. really played well recently. And I, well, I don't want to say well. He's, he's scored fantasy points recently. Right. Uh, he, he's found his shot a little bit. He's been rebounding a little better recently. Uh, you know, you look at his last three games, his lowest total was 36.6. Um, you know, with only five games on the slate at 7,200, that's not going to kill you. So let's talk about this because we've talked about two guys here that you may or may not like, one Nick and one former Nick. On DraftKings, both Hardaway and Carmelo are small forward eligible. Small forward will be a position that if you're not paying up, we may have a little trouble filling. So there's a $100 difference between the two of them. Do you like Melo or Hardaway more? I think I like Hardaway more for upside, and yep. I think I like Mello more for the floor that he represents. Okay, that, that's fair. Anybody on Brooklyn you like? 
Uh, nobody on Brooklyn, but there's one other guy on Oklahoma City that I'm interested in. Is it $7,500 Steven Adams? It is not. Okay. Good. Andre Roberson. Andre Roberson. So you, you got to hear me out on Andre Roberson here. Do I have to? Yes, you okay. do. He He's returned from injury, played two games, 23.2, 23.8. Before that, he missed, you know, eight games, right. nine games with injury. The three games prior to injury, 23.8, 27, 37.3. Don't stop there. Go one more. Um, he scored 5.1 fantasy points against the Jazz. <laughs> However, the Jazz we know are That's one of true. the best teams in the league. That's that, true. That was a road game. Uh, so, um, he is at home. He is at home. All of those games that I mentioned, except for the most recent game at Cleveland, were also at home. Okay. Uh, he's had some pretty nice splits there. Now, they've played Brooklyn once already this year. On the road in Brooklyn, Andre Roberson, 27.6 fantasy points. So he feels like he's probably going to score between 20, Three and twenty-eight fantasy points tonight. Yes. So is he more of a cash game play than a tournament play for you? More of a cash game play than a tournament play for me, but I do think that if you you know if you need to save six or seven hundred dollars by dropping from Hardaway Jr. to Roberson just to allow you to get the other guy that you want in your lineup, uh-huh. don't be afraid to do that tonight. I don't think many people are going to have Andre Roberson, but it's possible that Tim Hardaway only scores twelve fantasy points. Certainly. So I, I think that Roberson is a decent, I won't say a tournament pivot, but I think he's a good cash game pivot, and I think he's someone that could, you know, should be on your radar tonight with only five games to pick from. I'm going to give you a name that's probably not going to be on anyone's radar in this game that is actually at the same position, but $100 less than Andre Roberson. D'Angelo Russell has played all of 28 minutes in his first two games back. Yep. He scored four points and dished out three assists in those two games combined. He has four and a half fantasy points in two games. Yep. They are, like he says before his first game back, there's no minutes restriction. Right. I'm good. They say before the second game, we expect to increase his load. Both of those things were lies. Yeah. I haven't heard anyone say anything before this game, though. Right. So if D'Angelo Russell could get up to 20 minutes at 4,700, tournament only. But mm-hmm. to be honest, the way this slate's setting up right now, I'm probably not playing cash games. I'm pro- it's probably a tournament slate only for me. Yeah. So I don't expect anyone will play Russell. I do think he has some upside at 4,700. He is not what I would call a good play. Yeah. He's a good tournament play. He's a, he's a good tournament play. Yes. Um, I, I personally probably will be taking a wait and see approach because that, I, that makes sense. I, I just don't don't trust it. I don't see the scenario where he's going to play thirty minutes. No, I don't either. So you know, yeah. knowing that, I'm I'm probably going to avoid it. But I I definitely get where you're coming from there, and I think it's you know if you're playing a lot of lineups, it's definitely worth a shot. Okay, moving on to Sacramento at Orlando. I do think if we actually get news, and we should, it's an early game. Yep. When we find out who's playing for Sacramento, this is probably a game that will be heavily targeted. Mm-hmm. Sacramento, uh, seven point underdog to the Magic, two thirteen point five. It is an awfully long road trip for Sacramento. They are a long ways from home. I really, like, if we hadn't already filled out our two point guard spots, and I'll probably just go ahead and throw this guy in on DraftKings. I like De'Aaron Fox a lot in this matchup. The Orlando Magic have been terrible this season against point guards. As I said, George Hill played on Monday, so I don't expect him to play in this game. I expect Fox to play 35 minutes, and he definitely has point-per-minute production at 5,700. Yeah, I love De'Aaron Fox, too. Um, you know, once I get a little bit more news 
you know, I, I mentioned Murray is my must play and I'm still going to uh-huh. have exposure to him, but there's a good chance that I have De'Aaron Fox in my primary lineup with Westbrook. Uh, it just depends. So how, how I take my approach here is, you know, my, my model is using the injury news and it doesn't have those guys ruled out yet for Sacramento. Right. So it's not making De'Aaron Fox a must play in the model yet. Uh, if we get the news that we think that we could potentially, then he would become near must play status for me. Like you're talking about. Uh, so, yeah, I'm all on board with De'Aaron Fox. I love him. Not worried about the back-to-back at all for And him. on DraftKings, you can play Westbrook at 11-8. You can play Murray at 46, and you can play Fox at 52. Yes. They're all good values. And, of course, you can play Michael Beasley at 55 as well. I wouldn't ever want to leave him out of a segment of the show. <laughs> anybody uh, – who else are you – I know there's other players. I'm not going to say anybody else. I'll give you one more that I really like, and then you can tell me who else you like in this game. Great. Uh, Jonathan Simmons. Okay. 5.3. It's not not necessarily a bargain, but I do think he only played 25 minutes against the Celtics. He played at least 31 in his last three, uh, put up a nice showing against the Cavs, and this is not a bad matchup against Sacramento. So I, I do like Simmons quite a bit. Yeah, I think Simmons is a, uh, a very nice play, and I, I think he's more cash game playable than tournament playable for me, but I, I do like him. Uh, the other guy that I think probably – Still goes overlooked in this game is Aaron Gordon. Yep. Uh, I think that, you know, at 8,500, I don't think many people are going to pay 85 for him over 83 for Draymond. I think that people are still going to pay up for LaMarcus Aldridge. I still think that Porzingis is probably going to be as owned or more owned than Aaron Gordon at only $200 more. So I like Aaron Gordon's upside quite a bit here against the Sacramento team that we know is on a back-to-back playing on the middle of a long road trip. Uh, I think Aaron Gordon is one of the best tournament plays on the slate tonight. We are putting Aaron Gordon on the all-tournament team right now. Power forward, Aaron Gordon, all-tournament team. Uh, we haven't talked as as much, I guess, about the Sacramento bigs. Uh, Willie Cauley-Stein is kind of always in play. Mm-hmm. I'm expecting, though, that Zebo is going to suit up tonight. He didn't play on Monday. Right. And Scal is said to be healthy and ready to go. So I don't know that I really like those guys. Yeah. Uh, the question I have on Zebo is usually when he's not playing, it's kind of a rest issue. Right now, I think it's a, uh, a knee injury. Okay. He, he does have a, a sore left knee, which is supposedly the reason why he didn't play last night. Um, so I, I think that usually I would say, yes, he's going to play tonight because he didn't last night. But I, I think he's actually truly questionable at this point. But like Zebo is my age. He always has a sore knee. That's true. That's so, true. No, if you're right. If Zebo doesn't play, then Scal and Willie Cauley-Stein even better plays. They're definitely in play either way. I'd much rather play Horford than Cauley-Stein, though. Yeah, I, I think Cauley-Stein, you know, has big upside in a lot of matchups. I don't love this spot for him. Uh, you know, the pace of play is great. Obviously, the minutes are going to be great if those guys are ruled out. But I will definitely agree with you and say that I like Al Horford a little better. Let's move on to the Celtics and the Lakers. And you came over to my desk and said, "Who's your play? which Celtic is your play of the day? I don't know if that was supposed to mean that I was a homer or just that they were in a great spot against the Lakers, but they are four-and-a-half-point favorites with a 208.5 over-under, actually tied for the lowest over-under of the slate. Uh, the Lakers are pretty much bad against everything, exceptionally bad against wings. Mm-hmm. Who? I guess first things first, we have no reason to believe that anything other than Jordan Clarkson week is going to continue, right? Right. Yeah, I think Jordan Clarkson is, you know, he's obviously the most expensive shooting guard on FanDuel. 
And that's really weird to see. But I think he deserves to be the most expensive shooting guard. Now, we didn't go over the news because the news is almost completely non-existent. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, we would have talked about it in this game. Lonzo Ball's out, of course. Yep. KCP is questionable. Right. If he, if we found out Contavious Caldwell-Pope was going to suit up, we wouldn't feel quite as good about Jordan Clarkson. Right. He certainly wouldn't be like locking him in lineups. Uh, I think you could still play him, but I, you know, I'm way more excited about him if KCP is out for sure. And that's kind of what our expectation is at this time, but it's questionable. So we we don't know for sure. On the Celtics side, my favorite Celtic play is Horford. Okay. Um, I don't know how interested I am at playing Kyrie at 8,500. I don't mind Kyrie. I think that, you know, this is a spot where they're playing up in pace, which is a good thing for Kyrie. And, you know, he's really, I I think he's on the verge of starting to break out a little bit. We saw it against Orlando. I mean, I know everybody does well against Orlando, but he put up 40 points there, uh, almost 58 fantasy points. I kind of like Kyrie a little bit in tournaments just because I think he's going to go overlooked. Uh, But the guy that I'm probably playing the most from Boston is Jalen Brown. Yeah. Uh, I like Jalen Brown quite a bit. Uh, he's just very safe play, in my opinion, on FanDuel, especially where you have to use two small forwards. I think it's between him and Jonathan Simmons. You could probably play both if you wanted. Uh, but I, I like Jalen Brown quite a bit. I like him playing up in pace. I like him playing against uh, some of the younger, exciting players in the league that, that the Lakers have. I think this is kind of a spot where Jalen Brown really looks to prove himself a little bit, you know, within the flow of the offense, of course. But he's going to play big minutes, so I like Jalen Brown a lot. I like Marcus Morris quite a bit. He, on FanDuel especially, he's 5,000 on DraftKings. That's fine. He's 4,700 on FanDuel. And I'll be interested to see if there's any reports because Aaron Baines did not play two games ago. And then last game they said, oh, he's he's cleared to play, and he was active for all of four minutes. Yep. Um, I would... I would like to see the Celtics just play Morris more at the four and just go that way, but I don't know for sure that's what they're going to do against the Lakers. I think that might make some sense. But at 4,700, he certainly has seven or eight times value, and he gives you some opportunity to spend up somewhere else. Like, we're struggling to find value plays. Yeah. What are we doing with uh, Marcus Smart? I am not particularly interested. Give, Give me a reason to be. Uh, I mean, the Lakers aren't particularly good against some of the perimeter players. And, you know, Smart's a, a physical guy. That My question is he only played 19 minutes against Orlando. Right. Um, he's just he's the guy I'm really honestly the most worried about because, small, you know, shooting guard, there's a lot of guys that in that range that could be good uh-huh. that also could really suck. And he, he's the guy that I like. He's popping off in my models as having a good spot, you know, being some a spot where I usually use him. Okay. But I just I can't bring myself to do it. So I, I'm looking for you to either talk me into or talk me out of Marcus Smart. I am my feelings are more with your heart than with your than with your models. Okay. So good. yeah, I mean, I I certainly think there's a little bit of upside there for Smart, but I'm not particularly excited about it. I would much rather pay an additional 1900 and have Jordan Clarkson in my lineup. That's as, fair. L- as yeah. long as KCP, as we expect, is not going to play. Right. Okay. Um, who who else do you really like in this game? Anybody? Uh, no, Clarkson's the only Laker that I'm interested in, and then we've already touched on uh, Al Horford, Jalen Brown. I I like Tatum a little bit too. I think uh, you could see him playing more small forward with Jalen Brown at the two, and then, like I said, the Lakers really struggle against wings. So both of those guys have some upside. 
at their prices, which are, which are both very reasonable. I mean, they're no Michael Beasley, but who, right, right. who really is? So we have one game left, and it's our only other real piece of news. Cleveland Cavaliers at the Spurs. Mike already gave you the Instagram breakdown. Spurs are one-and-a-half-point favorites with a 208.5 over-under. Cavs are not good defensively, although they have been good against the center position. The Spurs are good at almost everything. The Spurs are also really banged up. Kawhi, Manu, Pau Gasol, all out. Tony Parker, questionable. You like DeJounte Murray. He's your, currently your must-play of the night. How do you feel about Kyle Anderson? We, we hit on him a couple days ago when we said, you know, nobody's going to play him. I believe it was Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, but his price now up to 6200 That seems a little steep to me. Yeah, it's definitely a little steep, you know, especially on FanDuel. I, there's no way that I'm playing him over Jalen Brown, Jonathan Simmons, or our good friend Michael Beasley. Right. Uh, so, in, you know, I'm saying that because I strongly still prefer Michael Beasley at 4800 over Kyle Anderson at his price. Yes, I, I agree completely. So, yeah, Kyle Anderson's a fade for me. Um, 5600 on DraftKings is a little bit more enticing. It's a little more enticing, and just with the positional flexibility, you can use him in different spots and still not have to fade some of those other guys that we like. Uh, so, I, you know, if you're playing him, do it on DraftKings. I don't see any scenario in which you're doing it on FanDuel. Okay. Um, who do you like in this? Is anybody you like on the Cavs? Like, you, I know you're kind of waffling on LeBron. I, I think Isaiah's not in a bad spot. Yeah. For tournaments. I, I like Isaiah Thomas quite a bit in tournaments, actually. You know, I'm, you know, it, it's going to be, if I do that, it's going to be a lineup where I'm probably fading Russell Westbrook. Right. Um, and, you know, I'm paying at some of the other spots, but I, I definitely think that Isaiah Thomas is worth a look in tournaments. But no Kevin Love, not paying up for Lamarcus Aldridge, right? Uh, I actually probably am paying up for Lamarcus Aldridge currently. Okay. Um, you know, in my initial cash game builds, I was, had Lamarcus Aldridge in there just the usage rate and the minutes are really what allow him to pop there. Uh, I think he might go a little under-owned after the last game, putting up 22 fantasy points against the Pacers was a pretty disappointing game for him. Oh, for sure. Uh, but, you know, he still put up 45.8 against Toronto, 52 against Brooklyn, 46 against the Atlanta Hawks. I think it's a spot where he's going to bounce back and put up 50 fantasy points here. Ooh. So I, I do like LaMarcus Aldridge. I think he will go under-owned because you've got guys like well, you know, Aaron Gordon, Draymond Green, Chris Epps-Porzingis, all those guys probably are going to eat into his ownership just because the extra $1,000 on the slate is needed. Right. So I, I like LaMarcus Aldridge. I think he goes under own. I think he's one of the safest cash game plays on the board. I do like LaMarcus Aldridge quite a bit on DraftKings at 8700 especially because you can play him at center where there are not a lot of good options. Yep. I, I don't know how much I'm going to have on FanDuel of him, and I'm probably going to fade for the most part the rest of this game. Yeah, the only other guy I want to mention, I, I mention him frequently. He's been good a couple times and not very good the others. But uh, Davis Bertans for yes. the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, we know Pau Gasol is out. We know Rudy Gay is out. Uh, Kawhi Leonard is out. Manu Ginobili is out. Tony Parker is questionable. You found me some value. Uh, I think that he's the top, in my opinion, he's the top value pick. Uh, so far. So far in this slate. Because you know he's listed at power forward. He kind of plays... Anywhere from center to small forward, just depending on, you know, how the Spurs want to match up with the other teams. But he's a very disciplined player, which is a good thing because the Cavs are not very disciplined defensively. Right. Uh, this, I think this is a spot where he could come in and put up 25 to 30 fantasy points if he plays the 25 minutes that I think he will. You're going to love this. I've already put together a DraftKings lineup Ooh. without asking you to help me fill it in. All right. Like, it's just, yeah, you may tell me that we need to change something here. Was Beasley in it? 
but oh, of course. Wow. I actually, I only have Beasley on FanDuel so far, but I, I haven't, uh, built many DraftKings lineups. Okay. So what, what we have on DraftKings right now is Russell Westbrook at point guard, mm-hmm. Jordan Clarkson at shooting guard, Michael Beasley at small forward, Davis Bertans at power forward, LaMarcus Aldridge at center. Wow. DeJounte Murray at guard, Andre Roberson at forward, mm-hmm. and De'Aaron Fox at utility. That is a beautiful tournament lineup. That screams tournament, and that's what you want on this uh, five-game slate. So we've already, we've already locked in the DraftKings lineup with our two must-plays, Russell Westbrook and DeJounte Murray. It's Westbrook, Clarkson, Beasley, Burtons, Aldridge. I should say Davis Burtons. You can't just say Burtons. He's, he's yeah. not established himself to the point where we can just use his last name. Murray, Roberson, and De'Aaron Fox. That is our DraftKings lineup. Let's move over to FanDuel, where I'm going to need just a little bit more help. Let's and do it. we've got several of the same players. Uh, Russell Westbrook and Murray at point guard. Clarkson at shooting guard. Beasley at small forward. Horford at center. Let's look at shooting guard and see if we can find somebody with a little bit of value. I guess you're probably going to want to go to Roberson at 4,800, aren't you? It's For me, it's going to be Roberson or Tim Hardaway Jr. Um, the, I guess the only other guy that I could see having a little bit of a good game is Dwayne Wade. Okay, I'm going to plug Simmons in at small forward because okay. I do like him quite a bit. Okay. And we're going to just come back to that shooting guard position because we have two power forward slots available. We're at 62-67 per player. I think we probably want to go Aaron Gordon. Yeah. Definitely in the tournament lineup. We need some Aaron Gordon exposure. So that that leaves us fifty one fifty. If we get it in that five to six thousand dollar range, who do you really like at the power? Like we've got Jason Tatum at fifty six hundred. We've got Marcus Morris at forty seven. Uh, is there anybody that you like more in that range, or who do you like the best out of those two? Um, I think you got to go Marcus Morris. Just, just for the value? Just for the value because then it lets you uh, put in the guy that I wanted at shooting guard. So, so really, get, get you're, you're just, you're just make, making your lineup, which that's what we're supposed to do. Russell Westbrook and DeJounte Murray are our point guards. Shooting guards are Jordan Clarkson and Tim Hardaway Jr. Jonathan Simmons and Michael Beasley are the small forwards. Aaron Gordon and Marcus Morris at power forward and Al Horford at center. How do you like that lineup, Mike? I think it looks like a very good tournament lineup. I, you know, I really like that we're pairing Simmons and Gordon together, thinking Orlando's just really going to smash in the spot, which I, I think that they should. Uh, you know, Horford and Marcus Morris, I think that they should be relatively highly correlated in this game too. Uh, so yeah, I like this lineup a lot for tournaments. Okay, let's just get back to our all-tournament team because we didn't finish that up. Of course, Michael Beasley is on the all-tournament team. Permanently. Yes, it's, we're going to call it from this point forward the Michael Beasley all-tournament team. Aaron Gordon was our power forward on all tournament for all-tournament, correct? Yes. Okay. At the point guard position, is Isaiah Thomas's ownership low enough? I don't know. I think it could be. I think that for me, the all-tournament team, the all-tournament player here has got to be either Isaiah Thomas or Elf Payton. Okay. Um, I, I don't think Elf's going to be owned at all. No, no. I'd, I hadn't really even, cons- we hadn't even talked about him. Uh, it's not a bad matchup. He's had a couple of good outings in a row. Three of his last four have been very solid. Um, I, I think I like Isaiah more, but I'm afraid Isaiah's ownership will be too high. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, I think Elf certainly the lower owned player. Okay. We'll, we'll say Alfred Payton at shooting guard. Yuck. 
is how I really feel about it. But I don't think it's a bad idea necessarily. Clay Thompson is $200 less than Jordan Clarkson, yep. which sounds ridiculous. But I would expect Jordan Clarkson's ownership to be higher than Clay Thompson's, almost for sure. Especially if KCP is out. Right. So if KCP is out, I think Clay Thompson's a pretty easy fit onto the all-tournament team. Yeah. No, I, I definitely think so. Uh, you know, just watch the news, obviously, with Golden State. Clay is a, maybe a rest candidate in this spot. So. Oh, yeah. I would, I would expect somebody will, but I have no idea who it'll be. And then at center, it's about as bad as I can remember feeling about center. Is anybody going to say Steven Adams is the most expensive center on the slate? I want to play him. Um, like uh, just some people the... will because of the matchup with Brooklyn. Right. Um, you know, and you know, the way the lineups are being built today. Uh, he's, you know, he's the most expensive, but he's still only $400 more than Al Horford. So I guess who's the lowest owned in your opinion? Adams, Collie Stein, or Horford? Wow. Um, you know, at this point, I think it's probably Adams still, though. I, I, I think I, it probably is. I mean, I think Collie Stein's going to be the highest owned yeah. at this point. So, you know, especially if, if Randolph and those guys are ruled out. So yeah, give me, uh, give me Steven Adams on the all tournament team. Or if, if you wanted one other option, uh, very similar to Steven Adams in a lot of regards and facing one of the best matchups for center. His minutes aren't very reliable, but Bismack Biombo. Yep. Uh, he has a 48 and a 51 over the last week and a half. He's 6,600. That's too expensive for him, but <laughs> it is a very good matchup against the Kings. So yeah, what we're saying there, honestly, if you look at it, the Orlando Magic are the best tournament team out there tonight. Oh, for sure. Um, you know, by, by, by a wide margin, we didn't even mention Evan Fournier. I think that he's, you know, got a chance to be a very good option in tournaments at the shooting guard position. Uh, you know, obviously Aaron Gordon is our guy. We mentioned Elf Payton and Biombo. Uh, so sprinkle in some Orlando magic in your tournaments. Uh, I wouldn't stack them all up in the same lineup, but I do think the Orlando magic are the key to possibly winning some of these tournaments tonight if you can get it and right. what we would like is if there were a couple of good kings plays as well like deer and fox yes and maybe we could get maybe this time we'll be on the double overtime game and that not would be on nice the outside looking in at others boogieing hopefully you don't get boogie tonight we'll be back on wednesday with a much more robust slate.